If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it because he's back for a third time the one and only mr isaac misrahi hi david yontif what's going on good yontif david yontif oh, i feel so jewish every time i talk to you isaac it's just like I'm sorry i don't know why that is you're bring- well i mean i can tell you why it is but we you're bringing me back to my roots my mother would be very happy to hear what you're this influence you're having on me well, you see, mothers always did like me, I have to say. Mothers always liked me. I could see that. Well, listen, you've been here twice before. We have to stop meeting like this. The last time I saw you physically was at Cafe Carlisle when you did your mini My- residency there. Yes, yes, yes. Was it this year that you came? Yeah, whatever the Saturday. I don't know if you were there more oh. than one Saturday, but the Saturday night, it was a great crowd. Right. It, we, we had two weeks, so I was there for two Saturdays. But I love Saturday shows. Saturday shows is such fun. But. It was a great crowd, and I came with friends that have never seen you before, and they were like, they loved it. Well, hooray. I'm so happy. I love when people like my show. I have to tell you, one of the most thrilling things that's been happening to me more and more is, you know, people stop me on the street And I think, oh, they're going to tell me like, you know, I'm a 12 and I used to be a 16 and I love your clothes because whatever. And they don't. They say like, I saw your show and I loved your show. You know, I saw it at the mm, some theater that I did it in in Connecticut or something or Pennsylvania or, you know, I've been doing it on the road a lot. And so people have been seeing it more and more. So I'm very, very pleased that people actually now are beginning to associate me a little bit with show business. So. Yeah, I mean, it really is, you know, listen, I've reinvented myself. I don't know if you know this. I used to practice corporate tax law in another lifetime. So, I mean, did you ever think when you started your fashion career, you know, many decades ago that you would be Isaac, showbiz entertainer, cabaret star, live performer? Yes, I did. That was the plan, really, David. That was the plan. I planned because, you know, the thing for me was to kind of, at the age of whatever, I discovered that I was just gay. And I really was, I had the weirdest childhood. It wasn't accepted in those days. It just wasn't. And and I had to figure out a way to get out of the house more than anything. And, you know, I went to performing arts high school. I was supposed to be this performer. You know, I, I, I started by doing female impersonations, darling. You know, like that's how I started everything at the age of like seven or something. I was doing Streisand. And, you know, Dionne Warwick or something, right? And anyway, the point is that I I got very scared about show business in high school because of what all the teachers told. You know, the teachers of performing arts high school didn't exactly encourage us to continue because they they understood the odds were so low of people getting discovered and becoming famous or even just working, you know? There are so many jobs and so few, so few jobs and so many actors, you know, and I wasn't a very good looking kid and I didn't think I would get cast, you know, whereas like everyone in my class was so gorgeous. So I decided to go into fashion because I thought, you know, I thought it would be a kinder, gentler industry to, you know, whatever, but that was a joke. But, you know, but actually I I understood, darling, that you know, it would probably be easier for me to get a job as a design assistant or something, you know, um, because of the incredible design industry that was centered in New York City at the time. I mean, everybody had design rooms and sewing rooms and, you know, sample rooms and factories. And it was something unbelievable in the West 30s in New York City at that that time. And so I decided, and I was right, you know, I, I got a job 
the year I was, I didn't even graduate Parsons. I, I, I decided when I graduated PA to leave performing and to go into design. So I went to Parsons. I graduated Parsons. And, um, and even before I graduated, in my junior year, I got a job at Perry Ellis and I worked there until I graduated. And then I worked there for, you know, three years. Right. So it was a very, and it was very, he paid me a lot of money, like for that time. And I was right about that. You know, it took me, it took me all of that to sort of get out of the house when I was 21 years old, I I had to get out of the house and I did. And it was the best, that was the best thing. But now the whole time, this whole time, I've been sort of harboring this kind of crush on show business. And you know, I've had a million shows. I, I, I started, you know, coming back in earnest about 20 years ago, you know, in 2000, I had a show on Off-Broadway for like a year and some, for like two years between the, you know, workshops and, you know, back and forth. It was two yeah. years of my life. And um, it was something amazing. It was like the greatest time in my life. And since then, I've been performing a lot, you know, so. Did you ever say like, you know, because a lot of people want to go into fashion and they also never achieve even like one millionth of what you did. Did you ever say like, as you were exploding and becoming this like international fashion icon, like slow down, like, did you almost not want all that success because you really knew like, it's going to be harder to get out one day? Yes, I swear to you, like those thoughts did occur to me, David. And, 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 And of course, it was so compelling when it was in the process of exploding in that way. You know, it was very compelling because I, I do love clothes and I think I'm pretty good at it. You know, I'm good at the subject. And so I was en- engrossed in this kind of like, you know, I, it was never, never, never weirdly, you know, I, I, I switched courses in order to make money to get out of the house. But once that happened and once I was engrossed in this thing and once I started my own company, you know, it really wasn't so much about money as much as it was about like, I don't know what, like being first and showing everything the first, you know, and like being great and and proving that American fashion could be as strong as European fashion, you know, which was an uphill battle, I have to tell you, it was a big uphill battle. But, But those shows that I did, they were pretty they were pretty amazing and they were all done for no money. You know, it was like all like this kind of independent fashion show, if you will, you know, well, as, whereas now it's like, you know, if you're, if you're Chanel or something, or if you're, I don't know, uh, 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 some other brand Dior, you spend like a million dollars on a fashion show. You know, it's like, yeah. wow, we didn't, I don't, I don't remember doing that. I don't, I don't never did that. I would never spend that much money on a show. Um, because that's not really the the idea, but I have to say, like I did focus those shows almost. They were almost like writing projects. It was like writing this kind of this kind of um, fiction about a woman's life and how it was like changing or morphing into something else. Or you know, it was like here's the woman, right? She's doing this today. She's wearing this. You know, it was so much more about the woman than it was about clothes. You know, even though you know, I I, I always considered myself quite good at actually like inventing things, inventing the way clothes are made. Even if it looks like something you've seen before, if you get inside, you will understand how inventive that thing was. You know what I mean? But but anyway, so over the years, to answer your question, I mean, I did start kind of in the world of, and clubs were always the easiest, you know, because like clubs were always, you know, they would always book you into a club. And so that's what I started doing. I started doing, you know, little tiny clubs. There was this one club called um, 88s in the West. Mm-hmm. And the first time I went was with Liza. Wow. She took 88s. Like even I didn't know about 88s. Liza took me to 88s. And, um, and there was this, I just will never forget this. It was this little show. I guess it was a, uh, like a, like a variety show. I don't remember who was hosting it, but there was this adorable little queer I guess he was queer right because I couldn't tell what gender they were right but this was so long ago and they were dressed in a gray flannel suit I'm not sure you understand like the implications of a gray flannel suit anymore it was just the most conservative thing in the world and their hair was just conservative it looked like a Kennedy or something right and they started singing diamonds are a girl's best friend it was one of the best things I ever saw you know and suddenly, you know, with Liza and the two of us was just clutching each other's hands, like going, how adorable is this person, you know? 
Um, so anyway, so that so I started working at 88s and then I started working with a bunch of different directors because I wrote this long show about my life and I worked with um, uh, Moises Kaufman and I worked with Joe Montello and I worked with this one incredible musical director called Ben Walzer. And he he and I have been working together since, you know, since the 20th century, darling. That's a long time. You know? Wow. Yeah. Do you ever miss fashion? You know, now that you've reinvented yourself and people are coming up and recognizing you and saying, I saw your show and they're not asking what size they are. Like, do you ever miss it? <laughs> of course I don't miss it because, you know, I still have quite a very big business in fashion. I have like a really big business. And the thing is, you know, I don't know why people don't ask, you know, some of the performers who have fashion businesses. Well, I mean, the Olsen girls, right? Like they just turned their back on show business and went the opposite direction, you know? Um, but for instance, like who, like Pharrell, does Pharrell still have a big presence or, 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 um, oh, you know, who's the most fabulous. I mean, who are these fabulous music people that have amazing collections, right? I wonder if, if people, because somehow that's all fine. You know what I mean? If you start in show business, and you go into clothes, it's fine. Like people will totally support that. But somehow when you're in fashion and you try to prove that you can actually tell jokes or act or sing, people just resist. And I'm not exactly sure why, you know, I don't know why. Well, who has done it besides you? I mean, I mean, there might be, I'm just trying to think like, I mean, I'm thinking like, okay, who has? I mean, I've had Norma Kamali on this show. Love her, but she's not. I mean, I'm, I'm going down the list of all my fashion girls and boys I've um, had on. You know, the only person I can think of who actually, but it wasn't exactly, he wasn't exactly a fashion designer was Joel Schumacher. Did you ever know Joel Schumacher? Yeah, yeah. yeah Joel, Joel was his friend and he, he used to do, he worked for Halston for a while. I think he was like a junior, like an assistant there. And he and and then he did windows. He was a window display director, Joel Schumacher. I think he was he was really in fashion, entrenched in fashion, and somehow he just decided. But it wasn't he didn't go into performing. He wasn't a performer. He was more of a, he became a very famous director, as you know, and an incredibly talented person and a wonderful guy. A wonderful guy. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it's easy? Cause like, right. Okay. So you take like MKO and Ashley Olsen, like Victoria Beckham, even like right. it's a different, but like Kim Kardashian with skims, like no. for every success, I'm sure there's ones that we don't hear about. Right. I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. You know, two weeks ago, I told you guys about how I sent Dame products to all of my housewife friends, and they've been raving about Dame products and thanking me and, and giving me way too much detail. And now you guys have flooded my DMs asking which housewives specifically have been thanking me and how much they love Dame products. Well, listen, you're all a bunch of shady bitches because I am not going to tell you which housewives I sent Dame products to and which ones are thanking me profusely. Because, you know, Dame products are female vibrators designed for, you know, a woman's pleasure. So no, I'm not going to give you names. But what I will tell you is there are so many different options. There's the Evo, which is a wearable couples vibrator for hands-free fun. There's the Air, which stimulates you so fast and helps get you there. There's the Palm, which you could hold in the palm of your 
hands for your pleasure. Look, life is really stressful, really stressful. And Dame is here to kind of increase the quality of your life. Who doesn't want a little fun, right? They have massage oils and lubes. So what are you waiting for? Don't you want to feel good too? Come on, ladies. Go to dameproducts.com. Use code VELVETROPE to take 15% off your first order site-wide. You could choose anything. That's dameproducts.com. Enter code VELVETROPE and you get 15% off. Everyone always asks me what podcasts I listen to, and I have to tell you, one of my absolute favorites is The Envelope. Why is it my favorite? Because it's really similar to this podcast. It's a celebrity guest podcast, sound familiar, except it's from the LA Times, and they cover award seasons in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. So they interview people that are possibly nominated or going to be nominated for awards. Now, some of the recent episodes include Jennifer Coolidge, hello, for White Lotus, but I mean, of course, we also love her from Legally Blonde. Come on. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. If you're not watching Grace and Frankie and haven't watched it, I don't know what you're waiting for. David Harbour from Stranger Things. Jessica Biel. Candy. Oh, I think of Justin Timberlake when I hear Jessica Biel and then I get sidetracked. Listen, the first six episodes of The Envelope are available to binge now. So tune in to hear all those great interviews plus more. You're going to love listening to The Envelope. And again, they're from the LA Times, so they really kind of know what they're doing. Binge these first six episodes now. Download and listen to the latest episodes of The Envelope everywhere you get your podcasts. Trust me, if you like Behind the Velvet Rope, you're going to love The Envelope. You mean failure? Like yeah, like just, oh, or, is, or do you think the door is really wide open? It sounds like you think the door is kind of wide open if you're in entertainment first. Well, it's no, the door is not wide open unless, you, unless you're good, unless you're committed and you're good. And I have to say like, you know, since I started on QVC, what is it now? It's like almost 15 years ago, right? And and everybody, because we have one of the biggest businesses there. It's it's fabulous. It's a very big success. And, and it requires a very, very big kind of commitment first in terms of, you know, discovering who this person is, who's actually, you know, watching you. But then also it's a commitment to design. I know that doesn't sound very, but it's the truth. You know, if you, if you go on qvc.com and look at my clothes, I think you would be very, very pleasantly surprised. They're all incredibly sweet, fantastic. Like you would, you would want, if you were a woman, you'd be like, you know what? I'll take that t-shirt. I'll take these pants. I'll take that little dress really. Cause they're all so cute and they're not expensive and they're easy to clean. I mean, you know, so it's, it's a different thing. It's not exactly like fashion, but you know what? I think, I don't know what it is about fashion. You know, like, I think you have to be like a very young person who's really interested in the subject of because I was, you know, I did that for years, like going out every night and seeing what people are wearing and going, mm -mm, no, 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 that's not right. Here's what you should be wearing. And then you do it, you know, and people become obsessed, right? And it's this groove that you get into and it becomes this groove in the world and you see what they're doing, what they're doing, what they're doing, what you're doing, you know. Honestly, for me, the best thing was never to look and see what others were doing. It was just to like sort of do do, 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 do what I wanted to do. And, 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 and I had people who worked for me who would say, you know, you probably shouldn't do that because so-and-so just showed a collection that was all about that, you know, or something, right? Right. Why did you say, oh, when I said Kim Kardashian and Skins? No reason. I just don't think she's an actress or a singer or, you know, she's not any of those things. She's a media star. And so a media star goes into it exactly for the reason you know, for, 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 for branding and for diversification, you know, that's what she does. You know what I mean? It's not what, it's not supposed to be what I do. So when you compared us, I thought, you know, it's not, it's, it's apples to oranges because she, you know, she pioneered that she pioneered like branding and just going out there and becoming a media star, you know, and by the way, there have been hundreds of other people who have eclipsed her at this point, haven't there? I mean, she just, you know, right? And learned from her and done what she's done even more and even better and even bigger. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like a lesson in branding. But you know, it's else. like it's like Rihanna. Rihanna, who is the most incredibly brilliant musician and singer and pop performer and pop icon, right? And she was like, you know what? I'm going to make up this makeup and I'm going to call it Fenty and I'm going to do this collection called Savage, blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing shit. You know what I mean? And somehow it's like, wham, right? And that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it, you know? 
Is there anything Rihanna cannot do in this world? No, I am not no, sure. Nothing Rihanna cannot do. Do you, who are, you know, as you head into this mini residency at 54 below, which is major, first of all, I mean, who are your like musical, like if you could do a duet with anyone of today's world? I mean, I know, oh. or, or, or of the past, like, you know, like I know we've talked about, so like last time you were, we talked about like Madonna and Billie Eilish and Britney. I know you covered a lot of them in your past shows, but like, if I said this, the studio's open, Isaac, and someone wants to record with you, who would be one or two? What about Harry ones? Styles? Just because he's so damn cute, right? Harry Styles. And he's so funny and adorable and stylish. I like Harry Styles. What about that? I'm putting it out there, David. It's up to you. Okay, seriously. I mean, I'm all for that. I mean, if you're talking cute and stylish, we could also throw like a Sean Mendez in there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would even throw a little Justin Bieber in there. He's still around. Oh. Totally, totally, totally. I love Justin Bieber. I love him. So those, those are good three if you want to talk, if you want to go in that direction. Totally. I love that. That's like the beginning of a porn porn movie or something, right? Kind of. Totally. <laughs> a porn that I think a lot of people would watch, you know? Of Absolutely. And boy, talk about how to catapult into sort of major, major um, media, media stardom, right? It's kind of major. Right. So is 54 Below. You're going to be there August 10th through 13th. I mean, this is, it's Broadway. Like this is, you know, it's, this is your debut at 54. Yes, it really, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And, um, and somehow I see it as being this like very intimate engagement. I see it as being like almost like a little tiny huddle of people that are going to come and they're really just going to hear me like rant, you know, they're going to hear me absolutely rant. How is this show different, you know, than others? Like, is there a Broadway influence because it's at 54 or? Oh, you know, I had thought about that. What a good idea. I mean, of course, 54, though, did not start as a Broadway theater. It started as a crazy disco, you know. So if anything, I, I might like revive some Donna Summer or something. Probably, probably not. Because, you know, like um, it takes a long time to sort of throw a song together with the band. But um but, you know, but I worked at 54 once. I did the costumes for a production of Three Penny Opera, which was poorly, poorly received, very poorly received. It was directed by Scott Elliott, and it was with Alan Cumming and Cindy Lauper. I remember this. Sire. And it was so beautiful. It was so great. And I thought that Scott's whole reimagining of it and... Um, the libretto was by that wonderful, wonderful actor slash writer whose name is, is, is escaping me, who I absolutely love. But anyway, it was this great production and it panned, panned by the, by the press. Well, first of all, people are predisposed to hating anything you do with Three Penny Opera, right? It's like, they're just gonna hate it no matter how you try to rethink it or what they all think that they know what Three Penny Opera is about only, you know what I mean? So all the critics yeah. just hating it already, we knew that. Wally Shawn, Wally Shawn wrote the, rewrote, oh. you know, did the, did the tr tr translation from German, from the German. Oh, okay. um, Wally Sean. But anyway, and he's amazing. I love Wally Sean. It was such a fun thing to do, but it was at the 54. It was at that Broadway house. And that was when people were like, wait, is it 54? Those, you mean Studio 54? It's like, no, 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 no. It's now a Broadway theater again, you know? But how hilarious, how hilarious, I think, right? That people in those days when I did that show, what was that like the 90s? And I designed it all sort of goth all of these goth sort of icons were, you know, sort of doing the Bertolt Brecht. And I thought it was so smart to do it as goth, you know? I thought it was such a smart idea. The critics didn't think so, darling. They did not think so, right? Nellie Mackay was in it. The guy, Madonna's husband, Leon, Leon. Carlos Leon? Carl, Carlos Leon. Lourdes' his father? Lourdes' father, yes. Oh. Yeah, he was in it. Um, a few people were in it. It was great show. Absolutely great show. I remember this, how I did not go to see this with Alan Cumming and Cindy Lauper and Carlos. I didn't even know Carlos well, Leone was in it. Now I'm like, now, now you're really depressing me here. Alan, Alan tells the story in his cabaret show about me, you know, doing those designs. Right. And it was all about like, I was all, I was so concerned about like, you know, Cindy's tits. It was like, oh, Cindy's tits, check. And I'd go like, and Alan's cock, like, you know, I always wanted Alan to look very bulgy as Mac the Knife. You want him to walk on with this massive bulge, you know? 
and by the way, it's not, he's not so far away, Alan. So it was like, you know, it was easier than, it was an easy job. But he tells that story. It's like, you know, Cindy's tits, check. Alan's cock, check. And it was like, it was like a genital sort of thing more than anything. But Listen, you're just there to help, Isaac. Exactly, darling. I'm there to just facilitate. Well, I'm still thinking, you know, you're right. It was 54, you know, studio. I'm thinking, yeah, you like a little Donna Summer, a little Diana Ross. That would be incredible. Um, I would like to see you do a duet with all those people, maybe like a little duet with Madonna or like Britney. It's coming, babe. It's coming. Stay tuned. Have you heard any of Madonna's? You know how Madonna's new music is really, she's like doing finally enough love. She's taking like 50 of her number ones and like reinventing them. And you know how normally when you do like a re like a, like a new version, they sound like some of them sound so different. It's kind of yeah, brilliant. I have heard them. They're so incredible. But what I love about doing your show is there's always going to at least be 20 minutes where we spend talking about Madonna. Just a minute. You're obsessed with her. Does she write to you? Does she call you and talk to you or what? Isaac, what do you think? Yes. Madonna and I take sure. Believe it or not, I had someone from Summer House. I don't know if you watch that show, Summer House. It's this guy. He's really hot. He was on. He had this whole story. It's true, like where he's a model and he had this whole four-year text relationship with Madonna. Is and it, he is, just is, is is it a Bravo show? Yeah, it's about it's about thirty somethings and maybe early forties in a summer house in the Hamptons. It's just pretty much how it sounds. Really? And I was like, okay, sweetie, like, wait a second, back up. You texted Madonna for four yeah. years. Like, well, this, so that was a whole half an hour's worth of material for you, David. No, and listen, and I even said, Isaac, when I was preparing today, I'm like, oh, David, don't mention Madonna. Just move don't on. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Just stop. Just, Just move stop. on. No, move I've on. had, before I move on, I have to say, I've had this newfound, I used to be like, she's lost her mind on Instagram. And now lately I'm like, I think once again, she's ahead of all of us and I'm obsessed with her Instagram again. This is just me. I've had like a light bulb has gone off. Well, go ahead. I mean, you know, I honestly, I, I think I follow her, but it's, it's not on my bio rhythm. So I never see her posts, but I do have this other friend called Eric, who is kind of obsessed with Madonna too. And every once in a while, he'll send me, you know, one of the posts that I missed of Madonna's, which he thinks is outrageous or great or terrible or something, you know, but he's a big fan too. Well, another reason why I love your, you know, coming to see you live, as you said, like, you're just going to rant, like, you know, what can people expect at your show that have never seen it before? Because it's not just music, like you are you're kind of like a, first of all, you have rich stories from a life, you know, you're here with Liza and now Cindy's tits, but you're also like a pop culture connoisseur. Like you really are up on what's going on in the world, Isaac. Well, I try. And you know what I think? I, I think as we go into the future, which seems so terrifying and precarious, right? Like the future, oh my God, between like what's going on with the Supreme Court and what's going on with the environment and what's going on in you know, the war and, 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 you know, in, in the Ukraine and everything. I mean, it just, it feels so precarious and so terrifying and the explosion of social media and the explosion of so many brands and so much stuff out there. And so little kind of like, you know, taste and quality is not the thing today, right? It's really not. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing, taste and quality, who the fuck cares, you know, but things break a lot. Did you notice that? Because no one gives a shit. They just make stuff they don't care about. They just break, you know, that's fine, right? Because by the way, I don't want to kill myself anymore and make things that don't break. You know what I mean? So I understand totally, right? Um, people don't want to work. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy world. Um, but so I was going to say what one has to kind of reset a little bit, I think, and I'm not kidding, is this idea of niche. Do you know, like niche? niche marketing or something or niche quality or niche taste you know it's like it's gotten yeah yeah and as far as the social you have to you have to like set your sights a little bit like you can't have three jillion people because if you have three jillion people it's just not going to be that good you know what i mean so if you have you know three hundred thousand people like congratulations to you you know what i mean but yeah Right. And like, well, to that point, like just not to bring it back to like a Kim Kardashian, but like, if you look at her, she really did perfect one thing immensely before saying like, if she wanted to do skins and, and, and beauty and everything on day two, we would, it's, it's too much. Yes. Like, it's almost like you really gotta have your thing first. Right. 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 I right? think so. 
Yes. I mean, what her thing was is, is also quite, you know, interesting and dubious. And it really is just about her personality, you know, which I think is an incredible, incredible thing, right? It's an incredible breakthrough in the ether. It's like a glass ceiling and everybody makes fun of it. And they go, oh, what is she? She's not this and she's not that. Yeah, but look who she, she's, yeah, she's not anything except look who she is, you know, right? Look how influential and, and look how it hasn't gone away. Right. Look how it hasn't gone away all these years. Right. All Think these of, years. And Chris, Chris is a doll. Chris is so smart. I love Chris. I'm a big I'm a big fan of that of that whole scene. I mean, it. do you know, Chris? I do know Chris. Yes. I like Chris a lot. Chris is great because she used to go to QVC every once in a while. And it was like, you know, from afar. And then we got to, you know, to meet and talk a few times. I love Chris. And she likes my book and she sent me books. And I don't know. I just adore her. But. Well, maybe when you take this show after 54 below to LA, maybe your next stop should be LA. Maybe Chris will pop on by. Well, I have my first date in LA, which is going to be in March of 2023 at the, at the Annenberg Center, which is very exciting. So if you're watching, Chris, get your tickets. Get your tickets and bring the whole family ah, on down. And bring the girls, darling. Bring them because I love them. I mean it. No, Do you love them? Are you like a big fan of the Kardashians or what? I mean, I know you associate me with Madonna, but yes, I mean, I, I love them. It's listen, I mean, this new, I agree with what you're saying. Like, you can't say it's, it's many, many, many years now, people like they're, they're onto something. They're not forcing anyone to follow them. Like it's working. And in my experience from people that I've talked to that are like in the inner camp, once removed, they're workers. Like, I think they, you know, you never really hear about that. Listen, they have maybe not the best choice in personal relationships or men all the time, but you never hear about that. Right. Like (laughs) the brilliant people of the world pick the right, the right lovers until the end, you know, you wait till the end. Well, I was going to say, I'm a single girl. So I have, I mean, you're at least a happily married man over there. So you, you, you know what you're doing. You know, everyone always asks me like how I deal with the internet trolls, like all the listeners who have something to say about the housewives and leave negative comments all day on Instagram. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm really serious when I say that the comments don't bother me at all. And the only reason why is because I've worked on my mental health. I mean, mental and physical health, there's really nothing more important because when you work on yourself and you have that clear mind Nothing can bother you. You're comfortable. You're happy inside. And the long-term effects of therapy and working on your mental health really can help strengthen your relationships and give you a more positive outlook on life. And for my mental health, I've turned to Talkspace because, listen, first of all, it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. But really, I love that I can reach out to my therapist and get my therapy and work on myself from anywhere in the world. You don't have to wait for an appointment or go into an office. And their licensed therapists are trained to handle just a variety of specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. I know you guys think that all I talk about is my summer of health and wellness in the Hamptons, but listen, it's going well. And one thing that has really set me on my path to health and wellness and really losing the weight that I had put on during COVID is Aura Organics So Lean, So Clean. So Lean, So Clean is a clean plant-based protein powder made from organic ingredients. I personally use it after I work out every morning. I go at the crack of dawn, 5.30 a.m. because I get so busy with this podcast, I have no other time to work out. And if you love making protein packs, smoothies, and snacks, So Lean, So Clean is literally the best thing on the market. It's clean, it's vegan, there's nothing artificial, but what do we really care about? The taste. The taste and the texture are so unbelievable. Now they have like vanilla chocolate, but I'm telling you, the vanilla chai is just so freaking out of this world. But don't take my word for it. They have over 10,000, that's 10,000, five-star reviews. If you're not happy for any reason within 60 days, you get a full refund. No questions asked. Your money is sent back. So why, what are you waiting for? You get 30% off your first subscription when you text ROPE to 64,000. Text ROPE to 64,000 and get 30% off your first subscription. That's ROPE to 64,000. Message and data rates apply. Terms apply, which are available at Aura Organic slash terms. 
That's right. I think, you know what? I think, you know, how old are you, David? Can I ask? Um, well, I'm not as young as I think, you know, when you well, mentioned 88. Tell me. Don't tell me because I'm not going to tell you if you ask me how old I am because I can't even bring myself to say the word. I, Isaac, I can't even bring myself to say the word either. Well, here's the thing. I met my husband when I was literally 39 years old. Okay. So that's how old I was. It took me till then. And I got, you know, I met him walking my dog, which I got that year. That's how I met my husband. And, um, and I think it's really smart to wait. You know, I really do. Some of my best friends, this friend of mine who met his, the love of his life, very young, he was still in his twenties and they're still together, you know, and, um, and I can't believe it. Like when he first started dating this guy, I was like, leave him. You're crazy. Don't know. And then they moved in together. I was like, no, no, no. What are you doing? Are you crazy? You're going to break up in five minutes and they still haven't broken up, you know? And I think that is amazing. That is amazing. And they're both so smart and so, you know, kind of ground, like well-grounded these two fellows. So I think they're going to, I think it's going to last for them, but that's the rare, rare, rare exception. You know, the rare exception. I think, I think you need to like fuck around, meet as many people as you can, date as many people as you can, sleep with everybody. And then you kind of understand what you don't want anymore and what you do want, you know? I agree. Now, I have two friends, the same that you say, they live in New York, same thing. They got together in their 20s. They're still together. I don't understand it either, but I agree with your way of doing it. I, It's not for me. I had to go like and do whatever without, I mean, I never could have married someone at 20. And, Wait a um, minute. Did you, see, did you see the brilliant, brilliant revival of Company? No. Are you crazy? I know. David, you got to see it because it's closing, I think, the end of this week. Oh, Just gosh. to see Patty Rapone do that number, it's like, you know, I mean, you could see it on YouTube, but it's best to see it in person while you still can. Trust me, it is an incredible thing. And you, that queen, whoever they are, who does that, I'm not getting married number, he is so beyond. And I, I, he is, so, he stops the show. It's literally an ovation that takes like 20 minutes. It's an amazing moment in the theater. I'm obsessed with that. Speaking of, you know, 35-ish and not married yet, and everybody's like concerned about you're getting married. And it's this whole gender reversal. Like now Bobby is a woman played by the wonderful um, Katrina Zenk. She's incredible. Everybody in it is so great but especially this one queen who does, I'm not getting married. Honey, this person is so, and the way it's staged and the, and the scenic design and the direction, I'm telling you, and the musical direction, it's very, very, very special. This show. It's great. I love it. Well, you know, I know you associate me with Madonna and we only had like one question, but you yeah. know, I mean, I would assume you would also associate me with housewives. Now listen, there is the connection. I mean, you know, 54 below, we have Countess Luann, who, who totally just, totally. you know, so when I thought of you in this new, your debut there, I'm like, have you ever seen Luann's show? Only on snips in the, in, in, in the Housewives, which I watch. I watch the New York Housewives and I watch the LA House, the Beverly Hills Housewives. And I started Dubai and I just couldn't with all the clothes and the kind of sex clown thing going on. I can't do it. You know, it's like, who dresses like that to lunch and expects me to care? You know what I mean? It's like, really, you're wearing all that to like some casual lunch? Like, oh, girl, first of all, I can't. So I can't. I just could not invest in it, you know. But here's what I am completely and fully invested in are these like girl trip shows. Have you watched uh, uh, excuse me, Bluestone Manor. Excuse me, excuse me. I can't. A what? I can't. It's like it was. I it's can't. where Andy Cohn. What has taken like this idea is so brilliant. Why it's do we so have to great. rate this? It's so right? great. And, and and the great thing about about the most recent one is it's like the ex wives club, which is hilarious. And just Dorinda going, well, I'm on pause, and you're like, no, girl. You're not on pause. Like Andy, break it to her gently that she's not on pause. You know. Did you have a favorite? Um, well, you know, I have to say, my favorite person in the world is Vicki Gunvalson because I think she's probably like a big Republican, like Trumpy, Trumper or something like that. But we don't know about that. So what we don't know, like we just have to appreciate how fucking crazy and how entertaining she is, you know? And even in a slump, she was sort of the center of that whole damn thing, you know? I, I do think- I do think she's a huge Trumper, yes. And after watching she, this- Is she really? Okay, well, I'm, now I can't. I'm sorry. I mean, me... I don't know if it's really known, but I think a lot you of- have to, You have to wonder. You have to wonder about Vicki Gondelson 
political political stance. You have to wonder about that, right? You well, know? if you really want to go down, I think you have to wonder about a lot of housewives' political but, stance. You mean, one like, you mean like Ramona Singer and like, yeah, I know, I know, darling, I know. But well, it, it was is for them too, okay? To quote the Tammy Faye Baker, the fabulous Tammy Faye Baker, America is for them too. Listen, we're a split country, right? So Vicky, so Vicky was your favorite. Um, she kind of was my favorite on that show. Yes, I just, and I, by the way, I used to watch Orange County. I stopped about like, I don't know, like maybe two and a half years ago or three years ago. I don't know why. I just didn't stop. I just let it go. You have to let things go. I stopped watching Atlanta also around the same time. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. Because if, if there was ever a moment to need to stream stuff, it's now, right? But a lot of people stopped. I mean, well, Orange County, Heather Dubrow came back and now Tamara Judge is coming back. I love Tamara Judge. What about Heather Dubrow? I love Heather Dubrow. Heather's a monster. I'm sorry. She's a monster. But she's so fun to watch, right? She's fun to watch. There's she's a, you can feel that she's just a monster, but she's fun to watch. There's something about Heather that I just, and she has been good since, like she just always comes on this show. I don't oh, know. Like, oh, that's great. I love her. Ray for her. <laughs> so listen, Isaac, I am a very simple girl. If you come on my show, I love you. And if ah, you don't. Well, that's what I, say about, I used to say about, right? I used to say about people who buy my clothes at full price, you know, like an unconditional love you get from me, like a mother's love. I love you like, yeah, like your mother loves you. Yeah. And really one-on-one like this, Heather, to me, I mean, yes, there's a microphone and a camera and all that, but she's been nothing but like, even behind the scenes, like wonderful to me. Tamara, I don't know. We'll just leave that one where it is. Okay. What do you think of these two New Yorks though? Like the fact that we're now starting over and we're going to have this OG show, you know, that Randy says we're going to have two Ronies. Like, do you, do you like this idea? Are we? Well, we're I starting. See, you're so well, I need to keep you in my life. You need to send me like alerts. Like my David Yontov alert. Listen, if you if you ever want to work Housewives into your show, like just you don't even have to you don't even have to give me an EP credit. Just call me, I'll tell you what's going on, and you know. Okay, I will do. I will do. I will do. What is there anything else with pop culture that that keeps but you? By up the at way, night? what I will say about the New York thing is, I think if that's true and they're doing it to two and they're going to keep the OG Roni thing going on, and then create this new Roni thing. I think that is incredibly smart. You know why? Because there is a part of New York that you don't get from those women, you know? And I'm not sure it's the high or the low or something. I'm not sure it's like, cause everyone says, oh, the reason Beverly Hills is so fun is cause they're all like so rich and you know, it's all the clothes and blah, blah. And in New York, they're all kind of like, you know they're trying to, you know, they're desperate to get free clothes and desperate to get, you know seats at fashion shows where it's like, you know, in LA it's this dynasty thing, right? It's like, you know, the Richards and the Hiltons and right. And right now some of the Vanderpumps, the Vanderpumps and that crazy Diana, whoever she is, Diana. Jenkins. Yeah. Um, Right. So you see, or Sutton Strack, right? It's like, all they actually do have loads of money and they do go to, they do go to places and buy couture. They do, you know, whereas like the New York girls, they're kind of calling in the favors, you know, they're, they're wheeling and dealing to get dresses so they don't wear the same thing twice, right? Which is a hilarious kind of predicament to be in. And I love watching that. But there is in New York, there are incredibly stylish women at both ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? And I bet it would be an incredible, it'd be, I think it would be just as fascinating and just as dynastic as as the LA thing. You know what I mean? I think Andy could find the girls who were actually, you know, they were onto something with Tinsley Mortimer. They were onto something there. You know what I mean? I bet they could get a real cast of real sort of people, you know? Isaac, I say this all day, every day. It's like, I think if you're not from New York, you know, you get an idea, but you don't really. It is, these are the girls that are not there. And I just think for escape TV, Yes, I think Tinsley was the closest thing to that. And I I personally want to see like, you know, the charity event where this is so exclusive that cameras aren't allowed, but the housewife is actually bigger than the whole charity. So cameras are going to be allowed, like pure wealth. How how the Met Ball is not the focus of like the the Roni thing. Like, how is that not true, right? Like just that alone is so hilarious, right? Yes. 
I, you know, you know, darling, you know. In New uh, York, forget about it. Forget about it. It's more exclusive here than, yeah. And, and it's different. It's like you know the private schools and you know getting oh, your get, wanting to get your kid into a school that costs ninety thousand dollars a year for kindergarten at you know age one, like all this craziness. I think or, people will find it so interesting. Or this kind of like you know multi-branding kind of corporate maniac thing. Like they don't get that that too. And you you have like I don't know. You have like. Sonia Morgan, you know, like trying to get a, who I love, you know, I love Sonia Morgan, right? And I think she's gorgeous. I do. I think she's really pretty. She but you know, it's like, gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous. Like Sonia, forget about it. And I just pray that she doesn't touch her face too much. Like tell her if you know her, if, I bet you know Sonia. Tell her not to touch that motherfucking nose because it's so good, right? Anyway, but you know, it's like she gets a license with Century 21 and they go out of business. You know what I mean? It's like, really? What about like all those huge, fabulous women who have like major corporate maniacs, right? They're they're out there. So they're yeah. out there. That's what I, I agree with you. That's what we should do. And I think Tinsley was the closest thing, other than Bethany, but Bethany just did well. Bethany, just- exactly. Bethany, period. End of story, right? Bethany Frankel. One of your many Watch What Happens live appearances. You were there with Bethany once. What do you think of like Diana Jenkins since you watch Beverly Hills? You know, I think that she, I, 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 because the thing about Sutton, it's, it's really not about Diana for me. It's about how much I kind of appreciate Sutton, right? Not, I don't even really know her. She felt we follow each other. We message each other sometimes, but I like her and I think she's not wrong. You know, that whole thing with Erica Jane, when Erica Jane was telling them all this stuff that wasn't true. And then finally she used the word liar. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, it wasn't. And I loved Erica Jane, but she was trying to create this like big smoke screen about what was going on. And I felt like Sutton was only trying to protect herself by consulting with a lawyer. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute, because you remember the Harvey Weinstein thing, right? And how there were people who were so loyal to Harvey Weinstein and they went down because they thought, well, this is going to pass and the power is going to take hold again and blah, blah. And who was wrong? You know what I mean? And so like, you do have to be careful about who you associate yourself with, right? So I didn't think she was wrong. Of course, how she handled it maybe was a little bit weird and hilarious, which is to me very good TV. So I can't fault her for that. But she, I thought, was right through that whole thing. You know what I mean? And and now I find that I found that Diana Jenkins was a little bit predisposed to not liking Sutton. It's like someone said, oh, Sutton's in her ear. Should they point poured a little bit of poison into Diana's ear about Sutton. And suddenly she was weirdly hostile towards, towards Sutton, you know, like sort of passive aggressively hostile to Sutton and Sutton, who is, you know, really sensitive. She picked up on it and she started acting out and that's not Sutton's fault, darling. That is not her fault, you know? And by the way, bacon eating vegetarian. I'm right there with you, babe, right there. Because we, you know, we, we're not proud of the fact that we're bacon eating vegetarians, you know, but that's, a, that's, that's, that's anomalous or something. And it's like, really, it's not contradictory. It's just funny. It's just stylish. Okay. So that I didn't like either when Diana kind of glommed onto the bacon eating thing and then Diana bless her, you know, she was, she was on bed rest and she, and she said, no, I'm not coming. And then she showed up. Well, that's also in that case then, right? Like that's dichotomous, right? That's, that's a little bit, you say one thing, you do another thing. And that's a little confusing. So what's the difference, darling? You know, did you see my thing? My little Isaac, the puppet who I sometimes talk to on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Listen, well, first of all, the audience doesn't seem to like Diana Jenkins very much either. So you're in good company. I I happen to think, you know what it is that that doesn't work in her favor is the way she looks so much like a Trump wife with the big piled blonde hair and the and all the, you know, it just it looks there and the little accent, which you can't help. It's just very Ivana. It's very Ivana. She's cold. Well, I don't mind cold. I just, and when it's, you know, like Erica Jane was cold forever. And I was like, the colder she got, the more I was like, yeah, Erica, you know, but this one, I don't know. It just, it goes a little Trumpy for me. You know, that's all. And that is not her fault. That is and not you listen, fault. Sutton's, I mean, you love Sutton's been on this show three times. Authentic as can be. She's the, she's the right. real, like she's, there's right. no angle, right. She'll stand up to you and then she cries afterwards, but right. 
that I mean, but at, she's she's the, she's speaking up when she sees a problem. She's she's the real deal. Right, right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, so, I, 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 don't I agree. Like Diana. It's not that I don't like Diana. It's just that I side, I, I err on the side of Sutton. Yeah. And how do you feel? I mean, your QVC buddy, Lisa Rinna, are you still, are you still pro Rinna and all that? She oh, I love that? Lisa Rinna. I love her. I haven't seen the most recent. No, of course the Rasmussen episode airs tonight, right? So, yeah. so far, you know, Lisa Rinna so far so good. I mean, I love her. She's just so fucking crazy and so fucking funny. I love Lisa. I really mean that. When you show up to QVC and she's there and you run into her, it's just a fun day. It's the best thing in the world. I miss her a lot, you know, because we don't really go to the studio anymore. We do it remotely, but yeah. Well, you know, you're, you sing, do you, would you ever have like any desire to ever create music, like do your own music? Just curious. Sure. I, you know, I, I, I do write lyrics a lot. I like, I write those, I rewrote the lyrics to that Cole Porter song, You're the Top, right? And I rewrote this, I wrote lyrics to that Beach Boys tune called Pet Sounds. And I wrote a whole rap, which I'll probably do again at, at 54 Below, if I can get it to sound good, right? Um, but yeah, but so, um, yeah. And I just wrote a song. I wrote a, I wrote the lyrics to a song that I think Ben is going to actually write as a song. And I may have it ready for February when I have my residence at the Carlisle. So wow. check back in with me. I will check back in with you. If you could do a duet with either Luann or Erica Jane, they both sing. Any preference? How about, how about a trio? How about, wouldn't that be so hot? Like a threesome. I mean, Erica Luann and me, that would be incredible. That would be amazing. <sighs> Anything with pop culture that keeps you up at night, like Benifer just got married. Or do we love this? What is she thinking? Is she crazy? Why did she do that? Why did Jennifer Lopez do that? Here's, here's one thing. He is one, I don't care what you say. To me, he is just the sexiest fucking thing in the world, Ben Affleck, right? Like that darling he could get this in any hundred any number of ways right like ben affleck call me okay um but then and i know they were together and i know there was this whole rapprochement but why did they get married are they stupid because you know it's not going to be they're not going to be married forever right or what you think it's just so messy why couldn't they not get married and just have a party have a major party you know I'm a big proponent of not getting married and just having a party and just, you know, you got your stuff. I got my stuff. We'll figure this out and we could be together forever. So you're preaching to the choir. Well, we got, me and my husband got married because we could, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, wow. Fifth centuries, gay people couldn't get married. So now we can, and let's get married. And also because, you know, there are certain legalities and certain benefits to like having someone in the hospital that can get into the room because they're your nearest kin, right? You're married, your husband, right? True. If I'm dying in a hospital, Arnold can come in now as opposed to he couldn't come in before because we weren't married, right? So now he can. That is if Clarence Thomas doesn't begin the, you know, to uh, undo gay marriage, right? Like that would be, anyway, that's not a topic for us to discuss right now. But so um, I, I, I know it's like, I just didn't understand. The other thing that I'm kind of like, um, who's dressing J-Lo these days? Who is dressing this woman these days? You don't like these early Erica. looks? Ah, mm-mm, mm-mm. she looks, you know, the thing is about JLo, she's gorgeous. She's one of the most beautiful women who literally ever lived, right? And it needs very little gilding. It needs very little here and there. You do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and she is always going to be golden, you know? And I love the way she looks on stage. I love her her stage looks, because those are hilarious. And that's a costume and that's something, right? But I don't know. It's like outside of that, every time you see like her on the street or in a restaurant or in a, you know, even on a red carpet, it goes very kind of like bar mitzvah mom or something, you know? It's like over, like overly dressed, right? And it's not a funny overly, it's like a pageant, she's like a pageant queen. That's what J-Lo is, she's a pageant queen. She needs to come down a little bit from the pageant queen. There needs to be a little humor injected into her style. That's what I think. Humor. I could see that. Or I like her with just like a, like the Lisa Vanderpump, like the jeans with a crisp white t-shirt, like understated, but elegant. Um, 
I don't know if they know that they're not going to be married forever. I think they think that they're going to be married forever. I guess they do. Why would they do it otherwise? And by the way, when they divorce, I want first dibs on Ben Affleck because he is just darling. I mean, forget about it. He is just the hottest thing in the world. I don't know why I think that. No, I have a friend. It's a woman. I, I don't really think that. I mean, I would be happy. Don't get me wrong. But I, I have a friend that just says exactly what you say. She can't even speak about him without, and I'm like, I, I don't can't, get I have it. I to like avert my eyes. Like I can't even really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, I'd rather have a Justin Bieber or a Sean Mendez or a Harry Styles. I'd rather go in that direction. Interesting. Okay. I mean, they're also like two years old and maybe this is why I'm single. So that's a whole nother conversation. for another. <laughs> right. All right. Is there, before we will wrap up, is there any part of the business you had your own talk show? You've done a lot of reality TV, Project Runway, the fashion show. Is there any part of this business you haven't done? Do you want to be back on reality TV? I see you're, you made a face. I don't know. No, no, no. I, 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 I um, you know, um, I have a million projects that I'm working on and a million different shows that I would like to do. And I don't know, you know, right now it's such a funny time in show business because it's not really about shows anymore. It's more, it's not like really about streaming services or networks or something, or even TV. It's more like right now, I think it's, it's, it's purely about social media. And, um, and that's a little bit scary. I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how one would make a show for a full half hour or a full hour. That would be really fascinating. You know, I mean, almost every show I watch on, on streaming is just not interesting. Right. And not because because there are so many good shows that, you know, like, I don't know what that are around that you can watch something. And actually, it's rare that you find a funny show that's or a dramatic show that's engaging for the full hour where you don't want to grab your phone and start looking at your Instagram. You know, so it's, it's, it's I think it's in peril. I think show business at the moment is in peril, you know. But I, I, there's a million things I want to do. I, 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 there's a million things I want to do. So. Would you ever want to do another talk show? Like Ellen's off, Wendy Williams is gone and replaced. Like, I mean, your talk show was great back in the day. I know. And, you know, I think about it all the time. I'm trying to like figure out an angle wherein one could reinvent the genre. Because I think as it is, it's just such a bore, you know, like to go on a show and sit on a chair and talk to a person behind a desk or, you know, on a set, right? There has to be a better way to do it, you know? And I did it in my show. It wasn't about that. It was about, you know, washing the dog with Natalie Portman or, you know, uh, 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 what? Um, uh, Playing ping pong with Janine Garofalo or something, or like, you know, uh, what else? Cutting Rosie's hair. Did you ever see that episode? Rosie I saw Oliver. that episode. You had Belinda Carlisle on cutting, cutting Rosie's hair was great. That was great. Right. And she started talking about her, you know, how she's on meds and she's so depressed since Columbine and blah. I mean, this is a minute ago, but yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea to bring back. I'm serious. Right. Like, and by the way, someone sent me something of Paul Rudd. He's another one. I just go mad for Paul Rudd. Right. He's cute. He looks, I don't get it. He still looks the same and he still looks so cute and he's still so fucking cute you know paul rod man he's very cute i think he's i think he lives near where you live too i think he lives in the west wellage i think not that i'm giving away your address but i think he lives in that general general all all of us fabulous people live in the west village of new york city obviously Anything else you want to cover before we go? Everyone needs it's a four night residency at 54 below. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really cute and fun. There's something, listen, I love them all. I love city winery. I love every place you've been. There is something a little more less formal about 54 than Cafe Carlotte. Love them both. It's just like a little bit of a different vibe. Totally, totally, totally. I think it's going to be really, really, really fun. And the band is great. And there are a lot of new stories and some new music. And it's going to be great. And you know what everyone eventually wants you to bring back is your gifting Oh, that's coming. You know, uh, what? I may do that at 54 below. All right. You know what? You, I'm just going to bring it with me. I'll bring the bags of shit because I've been collecting stuff. Oh, my God. I have so much shit to regift. So maybe that'll be in the show. OK, come to 54 below and I'll be will be regifting stuff. I mean it. That's and a some reason. Good stuff like, you know, like a magic bullet might just make it. No, seriously, like a, some really good shit might make it in there. So. OK, this is people love that. And you leave with free shit. Oh. Like who, who doesn't want that? 
I mean, isn't that one way to endear your audience by giving them stuff? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Best idea ever. Well, I will share the link for where to buy tickets, and it's always okay. a pleasure. You'll have to come back next year when your LA stuff is all more. right. For sure, for sure, David, for sure. All right, appreciate you. I'll share your links everywhere, and thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.